European Heart Journal Case Reports 2020. I am Dr. Asha Pavithran, podcast editor. Today, I will be talking about a case report by Beatrice Santa, Ruben Zaboshe, Werner Boot, and Jan Bogart from University Hospitals and Catholic University, Louvain, Belgium, titled Exercise Cardiac Magnetic Resonance Imaging to Assess Dynamic Right Ventricular Outflow Tract Obstruction in Congenital Heart Disease, a case report. Right ventricular outflow tract, or RVOT, obstruction can occur as a result of congenital heart disease. It is usually diagnosed using echocardiography to measure peak gradient at rest. However, variation in symptoms and degree of obstruction during exercise can cause difficulty in diagnosis. The following case report demonstrates the value of exercise cardiac magnetic resonance, CMR, in the assessment of RVOT obstruction to aid clinical decision-making. A 15-year-old boy presented with shortness of breath on exertion. His past medical history included a perimembranous ventricular septal defect, VSD, and a double-chambered right ventricle, DCRV, which had been diagnosed at birth. At two years of age, the VSD had closed spontaneously. However, the DCRV had caused progressive RVOT obstruction with a peak gradient that had risen from 25 to 98 millimetres of mercury. He therefore underwent surgical resection of the muscular band. Subsequently, he remained asymptomatic until this presentation. Physical examination revealed a harsh systolic murmur over the left parasternal edge. Echocardiography showed turbulent flow over the RVOT obstruction with a peak gradient of 44 millimetres of mercury at rest. There were no signs of right-sided heart failure. In light of the patient's exertional symptoms, despite no significant rise in peak gradient, exercise CMR was carried out. The images at rest confirmed the anatomical obstruction caused by the muscular band. The right ventricle was dilated with a reduced ejection fraction of 34%. The left ventricle was normal. Real-time sequencing during exercise revealed abnormal evolution of volume and contractile reserve. Shifting of the interventricular septum and deshaping of the left ventricle were also noted. There was no change in peak gradient. The hemodynamic changes emphasised by exercise CMR established a cause for the patient's symptoms. He therefore underwent a redo resection of the muscular band. Postoperatively, the patient was asymptomatic with a residual peak gradient of 20 millimetres of mercury. At follow-up consultation, the patient had remained asymptomatic with no further signs of RVOT obstruction. RVOT obstruction can occur as a result of congenital heart disease or previous cardiac surgery. Lesions can occur at the subinfundibular, infundibular, valvular or supravalvular regions. Subinfundibular stenosis, or DCRV, is caused by anomalous muscle bands. These divide the ventricle into low-pressure outlet and high-pressure inlet regions, resulting in obstruction. DCRV is frequently associated with a perimembranous VSD, as seen in this case report. It is suggested that flow turbulence across the VSD stimulates hypertrophy of the muscle bands in the right ventricle, causing an acquired obstruction. Patients may be asymptomatic or present with dyspnea, chest pain or syncope on exertion. 
Examination findings include a harsh systolic murmur over the obstruction and splitting of the second heart sound. Echocardiography is the first-line investigation used to assess RV function and level of the obstruction. The peak gradient across the obstruction is used to assess severity in the presence of normal RV and valve function. The European Society of Cardiology advised surgery in symptomatic patients with a peak gradient of greater than 64mm of mercury and those with DCRV. CMR and cardiac catheterization provide additional information regarding the extent, severity and level of obstruction. Due to the dynamic nature of RVOT obstruction, symptoms and cardiac dysfunction tend to be absent at rest, rendering diagnosis difficult. Stress testing may therefore be required to unmask pathology. Exercise testing is favoured over pharmacological, as it is more physiological, induces ventricular preload and is associated with fewer adverse events. The gold standard for this is stress echocardiography. However, this is limited by two-dimensional views and overestimation of the peak gradient. Exercise CMR overcomes these limitations by enabling a combination of superior imaging quality with physiological exercise stress. A scanner-adjacent treadmill or in-scanner supine ergometer are generally the two methods of exercise used. The main issues with exercise are physical and respiratory motion artefacts and ECG gating issues. These are overcome by reducing bulk movement with straps around the chest, use of an anterior coil and counselling of the patient. Gating issues are overcome with the use of real-time ungated imaging with post hoc analysis. This case report highlights the significance of additional information obtained from exercise CMR in patients with RVOT obstruction. Though this did not identify a change in peak gradient, it demonstrated insufficient filling of the left ventricle with shifting of the interventricular septum and deshaping of the left ventricle during exercise. These effects were secondary to pressure overload caused by the muscular band, volume load due to the increased venous return, and inadequate preload of the left ventricle. These hemodynamic changes thus provided an indication for surgical management. Though CMR is used widely as the gold standard for imaging in congenital heart disease, the addition of exercise testing provides vital diagnostic information that may otherwise be masked. It overcomes limitations of stress echocardiography and provides further information such as wall motion abnormalities, perfusion defects, exercise capacity and viability. Exercise CMR therefore has significant potential in assisting with clinical decision making regarding surgery in patients with congenital heart disease. The author wanted to highlight the following learning points. Exercise CMR has the potential to evaluate physiological circumstances during exercise and to correlate symptoms with dynamic RVOT obstruction. Hemodynamic assessment during exercise is as important as increase in peak gradient in dynamic RVOT obstruction. Exercise CMR may be used in clinical decision to opt in or out of surgery, especially in borderline cases. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case for us. References and the original case report are available online at academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR, where you can also find other interesting case reports. 
Thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports Podcasts. I have been Dr. Asha Pavithran. Music is computer by State Shirt.